You know, in America, we have more money than any other nation. Everybody, pretty much in America, is in the top 1% of income earners in the world. But yet, we have a real issue with money management. And part of that is because the marketing machine that is the U.S. economy is constantly telling us to compare ourselves with others. It's constantly telling us to buy more. We need more. I think it was Rockefeller once that was asked, how much money is enough? And he said, you know, just a little bit more. And so I think that's our attitude sometimes is we just need a little bit more. So today I want to talk about some practices that you can uh, implement with your money that will help you manage it better and eventually over time will build wealth. There is no uh, magic bullet. There's no magic pill. There's no, you know, fast track to success. If you want to live a life different than other people, then you got to do things differently. You got to be willing to do the work. Um, said another way, one of my mentors said, if you want to live the life that nobody else lives, then you got to be willing to do the things that nobody else does. So let's talk about money management. You get $100. All right. What do you do with that $100? Here's what most people do. They do one of two things. They either spend 110% of it on themselves and how do they do that? They use credit cards. They spend more than they make. They go into debt. Or if they don't do that, they spend 100% on themselves. So what should you do? You get $100. All right. My first recommendation is to tithe 10%. What is tithe? It's a it's a 10% of your earnings that you give back to God. You give to your local church. You know, some people call it charity, but... I like to stick to tithe, and here's why. Number one, yes, charity is good. You should always be generous. You should always be generous and give to charity, but tithe is different than that. Tithing is something that you do um, right off the top before you do anything else. The first thing is tithe. And other than helping people and helping the church and helping pour resources into the church so they can do God's work, there's also a blessing that comes with tithing. The Bible says, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. Test me in this, says the Lord, and see if I don't open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you can't contain it. Think about that. It is the only place that I know of in the Bible where God says, test me. Test me in this. That's like a dare. Come and do it. See. See what happens. You know, I used to have a friend when I was in college. I've been tithing my whole life. My parents taught me this, and it's just stuck with me. Because I think about the blessings of God, and they're not always financial. They can be financial. I had a friend in college always told me, man, you always seem to have money show up that you didn't know was coming. Because I I think in the course of like six months, I had gotten three checks, and they were just so random. And I told him, it's not magic. It's, I believe it's tithing. You know, I give 10%, and he pours out more blessings on me. But as I've gotten older... I think that the blessings of God go way beyond the financial blessings, you know? There's so many things that we want in life that money can't even touch. The health of our family, the uh, lack of trauma in our lives. I'm not saying that by tithing you keep all that stuff from happening, but what if? What if you bypass some of those things in life just by tithing? Because that's the one place where God says, test me. I don't see God failing a test. 
especially when everywhere else in the Bible it says, don't test the Lord your God. But in this one area, he says, test me in this and see if I don't throw open the floodgates of heaven. The f Have you ever seen floodgates? I just saw a video because uh, Hurricane Ian just went through Florida and somebody got a video of when floodwaters breached a stairwell. It was a, con it was a concrete wall and it was one of those metal doors like in a hotel and the water had built up all the way above the stair and then it just boom bursted right through pushed the door all the way in and uh i would have hated to be the person taking that video they obviously took off running but it was an amazing sight to see just the power of flood water overtaking a scene and you know that that's quite a uh strong word image for god to say i'll open the floodgates of heaven so tithing is where your first 10 percent would go out of a hundred dollars that's 10 bucks you're now down to 90 the next 10% should go to savings. What are you saving for? You are just saving to save. And I'm not as good at this. I didn't start this practice when I was younger. I've thought about how much I would have saved up if I had. It's a ridiculous amount because as your income grows, you, you know, most people say, well, if I had a million dollars, I would tithe and I would save 10%, no problem. But the problem is, it's 10% is 10%. If you won't do it with a little bit, you're not going to do it with a lot. So start the practice, make it a habit, save 10%. And what are you saving for? You're saving for a life event someday. Hopefully you'll never have to use it. Hopefully that'll be something you can pass on to your kids, whatever. You're saving for a lost job where you have no choice but to tap into your saving. You're saving for, you know, an appliance that goes out. You're saving, you're not saving for vacation. You're not saving for, you know, your down payment for your dream house. You know, yes, you can use part of it for that. You can use, but ideally you're just saving. And then maybe someday you can buy your dream house for cash. Um, but anyway, saving 10%. You'll know when it's the right time to use it. And then the other 10% is, uh, well, another 10%. That brings you down to $80. You're now 80% left of your $100. Take out another 10%. That brings you down to $70 of the 100 that you earned. And that 10% is going to go to active investing. So what is active investing? That means you're taking your money. You're, you're setting it aside. Use a different savings account or get it out in cash or what, however you want to do it. But you're earmarking that to use for active investing. You're going to buy something and try to turn a profit. It could be... You know, watching some YouTube videos, learning how to buy electronics or buy furniture or buy whatever at a discounted rate, flip it and make a profit. And then that profit, you know, you're going to treat the same way. The easiest way to do it is treat it the same way. You, you put the capital back in to the active investing account and then you can treat the profit the same way and 70% goes back into the active investing account. There's multiple ways to do it. You could you could put it all back into that active investing account and you're just going to slowly build up that profit center and you're going to make mistakes. You're going to lose some of that money. Sometimes you're going to make a lot. You're going to tap into something that works. And then once you find something that works for you, you're going to churn it, just churn it, churn it, churn it and grow it, grow it, grow it. So active investing. And you know, the thing about profits is they're not tied down by time. Jim Rohn said profits are better than wages. Because profits, you know, wages make you a living, but profits can make you a fortune. And, you know, if you know, think about the people that are worth 10 million, 20 million, 100 million, a billion, they didn't make their money off wages. 
They made their money off of turning profits. Bring enough value to the marketplace, you're going to make enough profit that uh, your life is totally going to change. And then the 70% that's left, now that is what you live on. You live on 70%. And if you start doing it while your income is low, if you start doing it now and make it a habit, then eventually when you're making more money, it's already going to be ingrained in you. You're going to get paid and you're going to break up your money like that and it's not going to be an issue. And over time, it's going to build wealth. And if you really want to take it to another level, especially if you're young and you don't need all the money that you're making, I would say use another 5 to 10% and invest in a traditional Roth IRA. You know, put the money in there, just get into the habit of doing that. Or have it taken out at work before you even get your check. That's a good way to do a Roth. But anyway, actually a Roth comes out after taxes. But just get into the habit of doing that. Anyway, that is what I suggest. And yes, you'll have to live um, less than most people in the beginning. But I think it was Rich Dad, Poor Dad that said his, his poor dad was a superintendent in Hawaii schools and you know they were upper middle class they had a pretty good life whereas his rich dad never seemed to have quite as much as his poor dad but then at one point as his money grew and as his skills grew at one point things shifted and his rich dad went through the stratosphere because he went from just an average middle class to totally wealthy and that's because he was practicing different things than his poor dad was practicing. So God bless. I'll see you on the next episode.